shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Any thoughts? Do you know, there's one thing I just saw. I just saw the Holy Ghost. Amen. I saw, what did I see? I just saw the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when I, when the, what I saw the Holy Ghost, I know, you know, Holy Ghost comes in measures, but I saw him in fullness. Praise God. And uh, let's open the Bible. Let's see his fullness. Just that, what that thing is, what who he is in fullness, Amen. Then you would have uh, comprehension, Amen. He's on the message. I just going to explain that thought that just came by the Spirit, Amen. Of glory, uh, Romans chapter six. Praise the name of the Lord. Romans chapter six, verse four, and I read Romans chapter eight as well. Amen. Very quickly, verse 4, Romans chapter 6. It says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like Christ, Amen, that like Christ was raised up from the dead, by what? By the glory of the Father. Amen. So who raised Jesus Christ from the dead? The glory of the Father. So that glory of a father is a, is a person. Let's see Romans chapter 8. It says that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father, then Romans chapter 8 um, connects it and confirms something. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Romans chapter 8. Verse 11. Romans chapter 8 verse 11, it says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit. So, who raised Jesus from the dead? The Holy Ghost. And what is his fullness? Glory. When Holy Ghost, when you have full measure of the Holy Ghost, when you have the fullness of the Holy Ghost, what you have is glory. Amen? What you have is what? Is glory. So, when Jesus was, was, was going back to heaven after resurrection, it was glory. It was Holy Ghost. Why? It was Holy Ghost that raised him from the dead to begin with. Him and Holy Ghost married as a result of that resurrection. Praise the name of the Lord. And, you know, you can have Holy Ghost and not have Him as glory. Uh-huh. You will have Him as a comforter. You will have Him as an instructor next. Then as a Lord, He will be giving you, teaching you, bringing you to your remembers all truths. But when you come to, when you have Him fully, as full without measure, you have Him as the glory of the Father. Amen. And this is the season that by the message of God, if we are obedient, we will capture. 
Yes. There's a question about it. They don't just give him fully like that until you've come into all obedience of truth. Amen. Praise God. That was what I saw. Amen. Concerning this December, this season. Amen. And as the songs were going, I was, the thing was coming and the tongue, they just, I, as I stood, I went to open straight to the scripture. First Timothy chapter 6, by the way. That's where we are going. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I just went to open straight to the scripture, greet everybody. But the thing hooked me to say it. That that tongue, there was a tongue coming forth. I believe it was some Shifra. I was hearing the tongue from there. And I was, that word came, glory, glory, glory. Amen. So let's open our Bible. I welcome everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for joining us again. Thank you for this, joining us for this service. Amen. Uh, God bless you. God reward you strongly. God reward you greatly. It's a great obedience to come and hear. It's a very great obedience. That's the, you know, that people would rather go out for evangelism than come and sit down for what, two hours to hear what? Somewhere. It's a difficult thing for a soul to, to, to sit down and just hear the word of God. It's a difficult thing. And even when they sit down, mind is running. <laughs> mind is calculating. Mind is resisting. Mind is wrestling. So that thing that Mary Martha conversation that Mary did, it wasn't, it wasn't just that Mary just came and sat down and it was easy. Oh, he loved Jesus. No. It's difficult to come to that place and stay there. Have you noticed soul is so anxious? Soul is so rickety. I can feel it. As a minister the As I'm here, I'm feeling your souls. <laughs> Where are you going? What do you want to say? Me too, I'm telling you. I was feeling it really come up. Like I was feeling it. It's okay. Let the worship end. Let me come out. I was reading this thing. That person I said, no, no, no. I have to just obey the. <laughs> obey what God is doing. Amen. Are you seeing it? So it may seem, ah, oh, no, it's just here. It's simple. No. Hearing the word is not simple. If it were simple, we'll be hearing it for four hours a day rather than watching movies. It's not simple. It's not simple. It's easier to do many other things that people call difficult than for a soul to sit down and hear the word and learn. Praise God. So that's why we were, show, we were showing yesterday, uh, last week, sorry, Right, we're showing that knowledge, and it continued in Thursday, that knowledge, just accessing knowledge and understanding is already the will of God. It's already God's will for you. How did how was it confirmed? Jesus confirmed it with Mary. Matter, matter, thou art careful, bothered about men, combat about many things. But how many things is needful? Hey, how many things? And who has chosen it? Mary. So are you seeing how hearing knowledge, understanding righteousness, you are already doing God's will, is a difficult posture to come into. 
And people will say, ah, no, no, but Jesus was only, always, God was only, always interested in Jesus. Jesus, go do this, go do that. No, no, no. Hear what Jesus himself said. Lo, I have come in the volume of, to do thy will, O God. So without books, no will. You, you get instructed from where? From the books. That's the, that's the methodology, that's the process. Jesus engaged righteousness. Amen? Engaged the word. It was from the word he, ex- he extracted instruction. Amen? As it is written of me. Are you seeing that? As it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Then a later you know, say, a body has now prepared for me. That body is a preparation of word. Of righteousness. Sacrifices and offerings thou willest not, but a body thou hast prepared for me. That is a preparation. Is a raising. You know, Jesus could not have gone to the cross at age 27. We were still learning. What was he, who was he learning from? From his father, from his daddy. That's why he would tell, what does he say? I only do what I see my father do. Meaning he was learning from his father. The old Jesus experience was not just that. You know they say, your people say he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't born a god though. Holy Ghost infused Mary. They better a baby who was flesh who grew back to God. That's, that's the mystery of godliness. Oh my God. The Bible says he stripped himself. Philippians chapter 2. Having the same mind of Christ. Who being the form of God. Thought not rubbish to be equal with God. But what happened? Made himself of no reputation. He stripped himself. And then being found in the fashion of a man. So he was first God. But he came as a fashion of a man. Then he obeyed God. And went back to being God. All because of you. Me, I'll not agree if I was that. If it's me, I'll not stare you now. <laughs> Thank God, I'm not Jesus. You are lucky. I'm not your Jesus. <laughs> I say you are lucky. <laughs> I ain't gonna agree, man. Because I am God. Did I say that? In order for you to do this thing, you must be no longer God. Then show man how to come to God. Then I will not make you back. That's why Jesus will pray his last prayer. Father, give me the glory I had with you before the world, not heaven and earth. Heaven and earth is the, the world they created. He says, give me the glory I had with you before the world began. What glory is that when I was God? When I was raw God. Logos. The Bible says, man, in the beginning was the world. And the word was with God, and the word was God. That one was Logos, God. Then later on, what happened to the word? The word was made flesh. Flesh is not God. Flesh is stripped down. The word was made flesh. Then flesh, Jesus' flesh, he lent himself back. Then obeyed back to his position as God. How do I know again? God now called him God after he has resurrected. 
Amen. Hebrews chapter 1. It says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. For thou lovest righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, open thy God. So God made him God again. But he has a God. God has a God. This Jesus, who is God, his father is his God. Yes. God, open thy God, had anointed thee with the oil of gladness above. It means God made him back God again. So what does that mean? He stripped himself of that stature. Then grew it back to teach you how to approach God. How to come to God. Are you, are you seeing wisdom, my people? Are you seeing wisdom? Are you seeing something? Are you seeing what Jesus did? Please, oh, if you see Jesus, just bow down first. I beg you. He has tried. What no man can do, <laughs> you know, only you can do. <laughs> I know what no man, because me, I cannot do it. Me, I know. And many people call me a good man, but I will not die for you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Somewhere God is going to take us today. I don't know what I feel it's going to be a blessing. I don't actually know the full utterance yet. Uh, but we are prayed. Amen. So just bear with me, please. And after the maybe the service, if you have if you got lost somewhere, you can also raise up your hand and ask a quick question. I'll see if I can answer it. Or at least after the service, we will also address it. Amen. Praise God. First Timothy chapter 6, I will start from verse 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Let me take it back a little bit. Let's start from verse 6. Because they just told me I have to. I wanted to avoid it. But they say I have to visit this thing. It's a topic that we have to talk about. Amen. From verse 6. But godliness with contentment is what? Is great. It's not just gain. It's not gain only. It's what? It's great gain. For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. So that's the contentment. Amen? That's the contentment there. Food and raiment. Raiment means clothing. And maybe I will add a girl of Canada, Canadian weather, shelter. 
house. Amen. But don't worry, I'm still going. I'm not poor. Friends, let's just stay out of the way. It's not poverty. God is not the God of poverty, but God is the God of contentment. Is great gain. And then later, so you can't, so, they, so that you not be without excuse, they explain what the contentment is. You know, some people, we can transfer lost and wants and make them needs and add them to the contentment. It's a lie. <laughs> Amen. You know, some people, they add maybe over school. Until you do PhD, you're not content. You say over school, no. Please. That one, you can't, just let's. Really define contentment first. The others, I'm not saying you should not pray for it too, but I just want to first define the contentment here because they defined it. Amen. I wanted to escape this part, but they, they say for me to get the message, I have to pass through this story. Amen. <laughs> they are the one holding the message. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. I was contemplating. I remember when I went to the washroom. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, no, they said you must go here. I said, no, can I just start if it's 11? <laughs> and I said, but and I, immediately my heart was not connected anymore. So I have to come back. Amen. <laughs> so that we can bless somebody. I know it's a difficult topic. I know it's, you know, it's like working on eggshells. But let's work on the eggshells. They will, they will deliver us safely. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Now they want to explain contentment. And having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. It means anything extra is jara, is extra. So what they are trying to say is that, do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know some people are backslidden because God did not give them a car? Now they are telling you that your problem is that attitude of wanting car self. They lost for car. So they are telling you that if you can be content without car, you will never blame God when car doesn't come. But guess what? God will bring car. Uh-huh. Yes. Because there is a, there's a program for bringing car. For bringing things. If any man say unto this mountain and doubt not in his heart, what will happen to the mountain? It shall be moved. Use your faith. Bring the thing. But if it doesn't come, don't fight God. Don't leave God because of it. Maybe check your heart. God, is is this what you really wanted for me? It's not a need. For now, the boss may be okay, just for now. God will promote you in due season. will be rich fall into temptation 
I kid you not. If you are going to have money, you better be budgeting the money for kingdom's sake. Otherwise, you will fall into temptation, into snares. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't all last year too, we were talking about tithes. Now, the men, the men of God may be using it for the wrong reasons. But really, if, they, if you kept the money, you also use it for the wrong reasons. Let God judge them. You'll be innocent. You? If you keep the money, it's vanity. You use it for vanity. The same way some of them use it for vanity. But that one is for them and God. You, your own. Don't use your own for vanity. Praise God. Because they that be rich, as long as you have riches that is unplanned for with God, or for God, or in God, you fall into snare. Any unaccounted for riches that is not under control, you will fall into snare. Why? If okay, for example, if 50k is just sitting in your account. When I mean just sitting, is that you have not you have not seen need, you are not even giving one thousand that you are not using. You get me? And you not come and say, I have fifty k in my account. I need let let me buy a second camera for live meetings. <laughs> oh, this technical is still struggling. Let's buy another speaker or more mics, wireless mic. you will start seeing things to use it for. And those things are mostly lost. Yes, that is where the problem is. Amen. You know, a lot of the time, I think more recent people have been complaining about social media companies, giants, how they blocking Christians, blocking, you know, these, some views and censoring. But we keep going on Instagram. <laughs> we keep giving them data money, everything. I say that. And then we keep buying better phones, buying better, more increasing our data plan, increasing. We are still giving them all the money. Are you getting me? But some of that money, you could have given it to church. Or if you've given church already, you will now see a sister in need. That was also giving. To God. Do you get me? It's not just only given to the church. That one is there. There's your tithe and all. Then there's also, you see your brethren in need. Excuse me, if you see your brethren in need and you have means, don't pass it on. It's you. <laughs> your other brethren are not seeing the person in need. They, show, they showed it to you for you to meet the need. I may not be the one seeing it. I mean, when I will see the person, I won't see the need. You are the one seeing it. They showed it to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I hope some people are not taking advantage of my words now. <laughs> I like the reason that they seem to be collecting money. But people <laughs> I mean, I know. 
by email. Ah, no. Let them send it out of the goodness of their heart, please. It's pressure. <laughs> oh, my God. So, oh, glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. He says, But they that be, will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and thoughtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. I want to make this very, very clear. As practical as is possible. There was a season where, many years ago, where I used to have full cable. Full telos. All the full suites of channels. Many you you can even be watching TV, be watching TV for a whole day. How many of us have watched TV for a whole day? How do you feel? Do you feel energized? Do you feel like doing anything proper? Lazy, exactly. It makes you more lazy. It makes your soul more old. Makes your soul more tired. Excuse me, did they force you to buy the cable? So you bought it out of your own lust, and it now drowned you in laziness, in tiredness, in unproductivity. So who caused your own problem? <laughs> Some people don't subscribe. You say, ah, <laughs> ah, even we confess it. <laughs> Amen. Are you seeing it? So once you just once riches are unplanned for, you don't plan it. You don't have. Or not to I mean plan. It's not that you have twenty fifty k. Are you ready planning everything to give away? No, your heart is really planning to, for God's sake. And that's where it is. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you should now say, this is what I'll do for the year, I'll buy this. No, no, no. I'm just saying you buy heart posture. Your heart posture is to give for the sake of the kingdom. Give to the work. Give to one another. That one is also very as important. Not one of us here should suffer lack. There is enough provision amongst us. To cover one another. It's part of also helping the ministry. Yes. Do you know why? For example, let me give you an example. Maybe in church, there's a, there's a, maybe there's a brother. And it has happened before. When I first had my house and I wasn't married. That some brothers came from out of town. They just came to hustle. <laughs> they just came to hustle. And then they were looking for a place to stay. So I, I housed them. Do you get me? I housed them. Before you know it, they became active in church. They started coming to church. Before you know it, they started serving in church. What have I done? I have helped the church. That is the same thing as donating to the church. Otherwise, if I did not house them, where would they go? They would just go somewhere and go and find somewhere to hang. <laughs> and you will never know what came about them. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. There is one of them, the brother that is still a head of a department in church right now. Praise God. Amen. So he says, verse 10, for the love of money, right? Not money itself. Are you seeing hearts? But the love of money is the root 
of all evil. For the love of money, if you love money, you will hold money. You will not be able to give money for what God is doing or what God's movement is. It's the same way sometimes if you love your car or you love your iPad or you love your house, you will not be able to house brethren. <laughs> anything you love, I just, I just multiply that money to anything you love. Anything you love, you don't give out. That's what it says. You are selfish about. So for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith. And piercing, you see, it caused them to backslide. Because of covetousness. Coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Now this is what you should do instead, verse 11. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> the message cannot flow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but oh man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Now what they are saying is that what you should do rather is go after Christ. Now, let's read this thing. Uh, this person should go after righteousness, godliness. Just picture a man. Faith, love, patience. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Meekness. That's a man. Who is that? So follow after Christ. Learn Christ instead. As you learn Christ, they will be imprinting. The Holy Ghost will be imprinting in your heart and in your mind, writing with the ink of the Spirit. As you are hearing, oh, is by hearing, oh, they'll be writing with the ink of the Spirit inside your heart and your mind. And you will not even know when the writing is happening. You will just think that people are just hearing, you are just hearing things. And oh, I didn't understand today. Oh, okay, this one, I got this one, I got this. Amen? I remember, praise the name of the Lord, I remember doing convention, a lady came, she had come for the first time. I know Rebecca talk. <laughs> the talk is many. Praise God. <laughs> and so we asked her, how was it? So I was like, ah, man, it was very high. I didn't understand. Though. But I got one thing. Because remember I was talking about how not to expose men of God. That was the one evening. And she said that she learned it from that. She speaks something, that she learned something from that. I was like, wow. I was like, wow, you have been blessed. If that's all you can get, that was your own blessing inside. And then, so I encouraged that. So by the time she now started coming day two, day three, what happened? More and more understanding was coming. Because sometimes you can go through a message and you only pick one thing. You think that yeah, you don't understand the thing at all. But you picked something. That one thing. You see that one thing you picked? You see that one thing you picked? That is God's blessing for you. That is your daily bread. That one thing. That is your daily bread. You know, sometimes you will not worry about the, all the other things we do not understand. But that one thing is blessing. After a while, you start picking two things. Before, you know, after two years, it will turn to four. 
One day you now be singing many things. About that entrance of our God. Amen. It's precept upon precept. Line upon line. Here a what? A little. There a little. That's how God blesses us. Praise the name of the Lord. So follow after Christ. And that in the following after Christ is the fight. Oh boy, you must fight too. I kid you not, I say you must fight too. No fight, no inheritance. Sorry, let me come back down a bit. This is not born again. You don't have to fight to be born again. It's by grace you are saved. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Then the next chapter, the next verse now says, what, what are you after? You are God's work. That's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10. You are God's workmanship. So there's a work after you get born again. That's the one you should fight. Who is getting me here? When you got born again, what happened to you? The Lord, they say, Bible says, whosoever is joined with the Lord is what? Is one spirit with him. You have no work there. If anybody do work there, just cancel the work. Just leave that one. Born again is, is without work. But they got you born again for a work. It's called workmanship. You are God's handiwork. They got you born again for a work. To work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That cry, my little children, whom I travail. is a travail. My little children, who are the little children? Not unbelievers. They're not Paul's children. Unbelievers are not Paul's children. You know, until you get born again, you become a child of Paul. Paul can call you my daughter, my son. I mean, I've all said, have you seen me call an unbeliever my daughter, my son? <laughs> I, I can't be their father. <laughs> Am I the devil? <laughs> Is a walk, is a travail for Christ to be formed in you. Amen. That is the walk of Christianity. If there be any walk at all. Because it really, for the walk, you just need to sit down and learn. And then it is God who walketh in you. Uh, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Uh, but learn well though. God, if you don't learn well, the walk, God will not be able to walk in you well. How do I know it again? The Bible says, after that time, I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel, my people. Oh, that I do. I will write my laws in their what? In their hearts and in their mind. Now, those laws and heart and mind is like the two tablets of stones that they want to write upon. You know, in the Old Testament, God just did a prototype because the people were not really ready to hear God. So God told Moses to take two stones because to represent their hearts, stony hearts. <laughs> take two tablets of stones and put five commandments in one or five commandments in one. But really, what, what are those two stones? Your heart and your mind. Are you somebody stay with me? Somebody say your heart 
and your mind. They are your two tablets of stones. Yes. And so God wants to write upon those two tablets. Now, Holy Ghost is the writer. But Holy Ghost needs ink. Meaning the Holy Ghost needs your, your, they need to, somebody needs to infuse some knowledge that the Holy Ghost will use to do the writing. It's a cooperative work. Is a what? God help me with utterance. Before you started hearing, for example, some of you, before you started hearing word of righteousness, this teaching, we've been teaching and teaching you. Before you will go about your normal day, you will keep malice and you will not think anything of it. You will stay in unforgiveness and you will be justified in not forgiving. You will even be fighting back. I'm, I'm sorry you even know some of your mates who are not so exposed to the world like you are. They still behave in certain ways. Am, am I lying to somebody? They still have certain kind of behaviors and attitudes and uh, comely of being a Christian as your own understanding will have it. Amen? And to them, they feel they are okay. And that's the biggest problem. They feel that they are justified in fighting back. So what is the difference? Why can't Holy Ghost write the same thing he's writing in you and them? There is no... There is no ink. There is no raw material. There is no raw material inside to, for him to use. So now for you, when you heard, heard, heard what? Teaching Christ. Don't keep malice. Don't envy. Don't, when you now face that situation, what happened to your conscience? What happened to your conscience? <laughs> it will wake you up. It will remind you. It will alert you. Bam, 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 bam. This is what they've been talking about. Now the hour has come <laughs> to execute the Christ that you have been hearing. Holy Ghost writing. Who is hearing me today? That is how the Holy Ghost writes. When you now do what you've been hearing, by the instruction he has given you, because he has the, you've heard the raw materials. You are, the raw material is what I call the power, which is the word of God. The power to bring it about. The power to bring it to bear. Praise God. That word of God will bring, what I mean by power, it will bring a confirmation in your spirit that this is a good instruction. Because what you have been hearing has empowered it, has awoken it, has made it clear. Then when you now hear that instruction and do it, mark, they've circumcised you in that thing. Obedience is circumcision. Everybody say it with me. Obedience is circumcision. When you obey the instructions in Christ, you are circumcised in Christ. Is Mark now? Excuse me. Excuse me. Are those instructions are they always easy? Huh? Are they always easy? Uh-huh. Let me use myself as an example. When I was four or five years old. My cousin's junior sister, Jeff, my cousin, not my junior sister, Stephanie. Oh my, she beats me. See, this one mark, I have one on this place. It's not tribal mark. <laughs> I say, it's not what? 
why she beats me. <laughs> I will never forget her. <laughs> because of the pain. So what does pain do sometimes? It pain leaves scars. Mark. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, we just have a, a kind of a bond never since then. <laughs> we can never forget each other. <laughs> she left a mark. I cried the whole journey back. <laughs> oh my God. Praise God. But that's how it is. Sometimes the instructions in Christ are painful. They should be like that so that they want to make a mark inside you. It's mark after mark. Mark after mark. After a while, you will have many tribal marks. Then Paul will say, Nobody, Paul didn't have physical mark per se. Paul would say, I bear about me the marks. Or is it the marks or the mark? The mark of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is, that's the mark. The pains, the sufferings to share in his glory. Praise God. So sometimes, sometimes, right before when I used to read James chapter 1, the guy used to annoy me. Count it all joy when you fall into the. I say, Brother James. Brother James. You see, like, I'm always complaining that you're always law, law, law. This is why. <laughs> why should I be joyful? Why should I be counting it all joy when I fall into diverse manners of trials? Says, For the trial of your faith, work at patience. Let patience, Max, have a perfect work in you that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. God wants to give us tribal marks. I love Yoruba culture. You know that thing? They know how to preserve. With those tribal marks, they can preserve culture. If you like, go and lie that you are not Yoruba. Change your name. We can tell. <laughs> we can see it. <laughs> Anywhere you go. Mm. You know what What's your name? Oh, my name is Tosi. It's a lie. <laughs> it's there. We know where you are from. <laughs> oh, glory to God. They want to mark us. That's the reason for the instructions that seem painful to bear. You saw marks. You begin to count them. Those marks are like strings on the keyboard. Before you know it, it turns to a song. Before you know it, you are owned. If there was ever a God of Yoruba, do you get me? That God owns Yoruba people. <laughs> because of the marks. David passed through marks. Anywhere David will go, he will find God there. It's by marks. See, if I go to the depth of the sea, you are there waiting for me. It's like you have trapped me. That's what that means. When God traps you in here by marks, 
you will not you will not easily be even because of the mark you will not even want to go I don't know if it, you know sometimes pain sometimes is like a psychological thing Take me now, because of my, you know how many years I've been laboring, word of righteousness. I'm not saying I want to go and do something else. I'd rather die here. God, I don't why? I don't want my labor to be in vain. <laughs> I don't want my marks. They know what they are doing when they stretch you. They know what they are doing when they give you instructions in righteousness that seem painful at the time. Praise the name of the Lord. When they are giving you instructions in righteousness that seem painful at the time, what are they trying to do? They are trying to own you. They are trying to mark you well that you will not turn. Amen. Anybody who does not bear the mark of our Lord Jesus Christ, the congregation of all the marks, any such person who does not bear the mark, Praise the name of the Lord. You are none of his. I know it's a strong statement. It just said it. Somebody help me find that scripture. It's in the Bible. Let's read it. Second Timothy huh? two nineteen. Okay, let's see if that's where I'm going. Okay, that, that's a verse there. There's, there's a particular verse. Uh huh. He's none of his. That's it. Yeah, that's it. It's the spirit of Christ that marks you. It's probably Romans. Yeah. Romans chapter 8. Verse what? Praise God. Yes. I'll start from 6. Verse 6. For to be carnally minded... Why mind is where they mark. Do you, do you, why mind? Do you know mind is when you're, where your strongest, your strongest strength for living comes from. Hmm? And, oh my God. God will help us today. Now, you know, okay, man, man is a tripartite being, correct? Spirit, then what? Soul and body. Now, what is the soul? Somebody help us. The soul is your heart and your what? And your mind. Okay. You know when they want to, maybe want to describe somebody who is stubborn. They say this person is stubbornly minded. Mind. is mind where stubbornness is. 
Do you get me? It's, you know, when you say, ah, this person, he will, he's so stubborn, he will never change his mind. Mind. I want you to get this thing. His mind, where that strength is, that thing, that way that cement rise to a man. But the end, so my, why is it seeming right? You are not calculating anything else. The thing just seems right. Your mind has fixed on it and you don't want to change your mind. Mind is a strong one. They, that's why they, they, they go to mind last. They go for heart first. So many of us, you can be hearing righteousness, but you still have your mind. Meaning you still get where they go. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you still have your calculation of where you are going in life. Even though Christ, so you are becoming the Christ. Mind is a tough guy. Mind is a tough guy. To break mind, though, is a tough guy. In fact, many of us, maybe you've even submitted to, to us, submitted here in your heart, but not in your mind. Yes, there are dimensions of submission. But not in the, because mind is a tough not to crack. Amen. Amen. Now, when you get born again, hear me. Oh, God, this thing is many. Oh, I can't hear my heart. But don't worry, we can continue next week. Is too many. When you get when you get born again, you only know the Holy Ghost as Holy Ghost. You know that word. What I mean by that, Holy Ghost. What does Holy What is Holy Ghost to you? The one who does miracles, signs and wonders. Huh? Comforter. You know, no, it's not teacher yet. That, we'll see. Get we get the next one. But comforter, that's the word. Holy Ghost as comforter. That's how many people know Holy Ghost as. Because most times we don't go to Holy Ghost for instruction or teaching until we want to marry. <laughs> they will not ask Holy Ghost who is the person. <laughs> So that means he's not yet a teacher yet. Because a teacher is somebody who will instruct you in the granular nature of your life. Your day-to-day nature of life. So at that hour, he's still a comforter. So when you are now down, you now pray worship music so that presence can come around you. (laughs) We all know each other.
So that's the elementary dimension of the Holy Ghost. That's why at that hour, you will never, the concept, the seven spirits of God will be foreign to you. Amen. Is this helping somebody? The concept what? The seven spirits of God referring to you. Because it's when it's time for instruction, he will open up his wings. What bed did God used to depict the Holy Ghost? Dove. Beds, how many? In the, they have one, two wings. But in one of those wings, it has like three. Uh-huh. So it's six. Then plus one, seven. So it means that you will not know him as the seven spirits until he's ready to instruct you and teach you. Let's see scripture. Isaiah chapter 11. Just quickly. I, have to, I want to run it now. Amen. Isaiah chapter 11. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. One, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Now let's see another witness. Revelation chapter 5, Revelation chapter 4 as well. Then we will now go to Ephesians chapter 1 where they introduce the first opening of the Holy Ghost as a teacher. Let's see it. Glory to God, 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 glory to God. God will mark you more. He will own you more. He can't own you without marking you. He must give you the mark of his tribe. The tribe of the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He must give you that mark. Revelation chapter 5. Verse 6 And I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain having seven horns and seven eyes which are what? Which are the seven spirits of God sent out to all the earth. You also see it in chapter 4 in chapter 4 I'm just doing confirmation in chapter 4 verse 5 and out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lambs of fire. Amen. There were seven lambs of fire burning before the throne, which are what? Which are the seven spirits of God. He's one Holy Ghost, too. But what, when he manifests his fullness, who is he like? He's like seven. Do you get me? So he's one bed, one dove. So when you get born again, you will come enclosed. The bed will just come and will be sitting there. Like a perfect gentleman, like Kenneth Hagin will say. Father, one of other, he said that he, he was one time, he, he Holy Ghost gave him an instruction. He did not do it. But it just looked like a minor instruction. After a while, for six months, he did not hear Holy Ghost again. He began to beg. Ah, what happened? Well, I'm not here. <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> a long time to see. <laughs> Holy Ghost now told him that I gave you an instruction, I gave you something to do. Just mind him because you know, as a minister of the gospel, you should be you know sharper. Amen. That he did not do it. Then he said, Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> he was waiting for Holy Ghost to tell me. 
So here he now preached a message. He now said that the Holy Ghost is a perfect gentleman. If you are strong, wrestling with you and you are resisting, resisting, he will just stay there quiet. Enduring you. Hi, Holy Ghost has tried for us. So. You know how we have suffered in each and every one of us. We have suffered him. As if all of us have suffered him. Pain. Many, many instructions he has given that would not with none. I will not even justify our not doing it. And he will still be there. So when that, that's why they, they, they got here, they love him so much. That's why they'll tell you you can blaspheme against any even me. Jesus said you can even blaspheme against me. But if you touch my Holy Ghost, I will slap you. <laughs> Have you heard of eternal slap before? That you can't recover from. <laughs> Almost sounds like a wife. If you touch, or they will say, quench not the spirit. Praise God. Because he has that nature, he can stay. Hey! Long suffering with us. And sometimes you wait, you can even wait five years. Maybe the destruction is very impertinent to your growth. You can even wait five years if you need to. And when you are ready, he will still tell you the instruction. Kai, Holy Ghost. Hey, carry your soul. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Can we see more? So, you see seven spirits of the Lord. So, it means, let's see Ephesians chapter 1 now. Ephesians chapter 1. Glory to God. Glory, glory in the highest. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1. Amen. Verse 15, wherefore, wherefore I also after ahead of your feet in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, remember, what was the glory of the Father? The Holy Ghost. The Father of glory, that's why they have to pray to Him, to release Him in more measure. The Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of what? Wisdom. That was the first two. The first two openings of the Holy Ghost. The spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. Revelation is understanding. Why is it understanding? You know what we call revelation? Like light bulb, just flash. That's understanding. You just understood something. You see, it was a revelation. You understood something that you saw not in that light before. So the spirit of wisdom and what? And revelation in what? In the knowledge of him. In the knowledge, so knowledge begins. Knowledge of who now? Christ. So this is the time now. At this hour, he's not not only a Holy Ghost to you. He's now the spirit of truth. 
or another word, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So that spirit of truth, another word is what? The spirit of Christ. So when he says, that Romans chapter 8, if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he's not talking about Holy Ghost and new beds. Are you understanding me now? He's not talking about Holy Ghost and new beds. If any man has not the spirit as manifested in knowledge, you are none of his. He's talking about the dimension called Christ now. Not just Jesus only. I need that thing is confusing. I know. Amen. I know it's confusing. Just bear. Just bear with us. Amen. You know, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Amen. There is the name of Jesus. When you believe, when you get born again, is in the name of Jesus. Christ is actually his content that you learn. Jesus is his name that carries power, dominion, authority. Am I communicating something? Now, hear this this again. When Jesus' disciples were were, were complaining, ah, Jesus is living, he's talking about living, Jesus says, don't worry, I'll pray for you and my father will send you another comforter. It means, what does another mean? It means there is one present. You get me? It means there is one present. It means that the name of Jesus is a comfort. There is only a song concerning that. The name of Jesus is a what? Is a comfort. It means the name of Jesus is like the milk dimension of the Holy Ghost. That is powerful. That does the signs and wonders. That does the great miracles. That's just the name of Jesus. That has that much power. Are you hearing me now? Now when you go beyond that delegated power. That power authority. That person also has a content inside. A person inside. A personality inside. A knowledge inside. He has an understanding. He has things that he is carrying on the inside. He has substances that he is carrying on the inside. Those substances are called Christ. How do I know? Who is Christ again? Christ is the word of God. I don't know if I'm communicating somebody. And word of God is knowledge. It's content. It's content. Do you get me? So when they say Jesus Christ, they are talking about one who has power. And one who has knowledge of God inside. Aha. Uh-huh. So to be Christ. Amen. To be Jesus is. Is to believe in his name. To be Christ. Is to be marked by the spirit. Of Christ. And how does he mark you? By teaching. First teaching. Then instruction in what you are hearing. I'm laboring today. How does it mark you? First teaching. You will hear it first. Then they will take what you have been taught. From your own study. From what you have been hearing from ministration. From your own Bible study. They will take what you have been taught and give counsel. When you obey such counsel, you have been marked. And they will keep marking you until you have the full markings. Then at that hour, 
Do you know? You get me. Those markings make you what? His. That's it. That's it. Now, let me use the Jew, for example. Do you know there was a methodology by which a Gentile could become a Jew? Go read the Old Testament. Those who were servants in the Jewish houses, they, there was a process for them to become Jews. When they obeyed all the ordinances, circumcision, language, the Jewish rites and customs, is all there in the Old Testament. That there are some people who are climatized. You know, there are Ethiopian Jews still today. Are they supposed to be Jews? How did they become Jews? They were servants. They were servants in the houses of, Jew, of Jewish men. And they became Jews by doing this. So a Jew is not just that you, are, you were born in that thing. A Jew is that you've accustomed, you've done all the customs. I don't know if I'm coming. All the customs. All the markings. All the markings. So to be his in this understanding of Christ is that you've done Christ. You've done the law, the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. They will mark us in Jesus' name. I say you will be marked eternally in the name of Jesus. From marking to marking to marking to marking. They now wanted to finally mark Jesus. Do you know the final mark? Cross. <laughs> that was the final mark. He said, Thomas, touch my sides. <laughs> oh my God. God did it. Oh, to make sh- Oh my God. Hey! Excuse me. God never had bodily form before. Do you know God has almost eternally altered himself for your sake? He never had bodily form before and he was not less God. Go to heaven. What would you see? Jesus. You see a man that can tell you, touch my side. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't worry. This, this, I know you may not comprehend all that's being said, but God is blessing you. Touch my It means that before Jesus, God never had body form. But through Jesus, God has body now. I say what? God has what? Body now. Do you get me? God has what? Body now. Is Jesus a spirit? Excuse me, how many people saw him after resurrection? There was a time he was seen by 500 brethren at once. See, they saw him. There was a time he was walking with two brethren. They did not recognize him. He was walking with them. He called Jesus. And by then, you know that he was already God by then. After resurrection, he has come back to full of God. Oh God. So God cooked fish and cut bread. For the disciples. And they ate. 
And it's not that they only ate and he was not eating. He ate it too. God, oh. This was no longer just the man Jesus. This is God now. Sat down with the iron fish. He even cooked for them. Hey. Oh, but if I knew I was going on, God cooking, I would say, please, can you just leave the thing? Please, leave the, just leave, please. Just be leaving it. <laughs> I say, I'm angry. Just be leaving it. I'm going to cook this thing for you. <laughs> uh, anger. <laughs> Amen. That was their goal. And what were they doing while he was cooking? They were trying to catch fish. What they want to eat that night? God say, ah, God, this, God, God, ah, you people don't know the kind of feast, the kind of feast we are about to feast right now. You know, there are some very good chefs, but I want to eat, you can, you can eat God's food. I wonder how that fish will be spiced. Oh my God, ah, God, Jesus, now, help us, you gotta show this thing. So that by the time you are meeting him, there is culture, there is respect, there is honor, there is exaltation. 
this fear. Reverence and godly fear. So though you may be chatting with you and people are just playing, you are not your mate. It's not your mate. Just so it's somewhere. Be laughing. It's not your mate. Yes. So you will see, he always plays out whenever God, when he, when God wanted to talk to Elijah. What happened first? Earthquake. All those things have to shake you. Bring fear. Then what happened next? Many things happened, but he was not in the earthquake. This one happened. He was not in the wind. This, uh, no, no, wait. That one happened. He was not there. He was not there. Then how did he come? Out of a whirlwind. Still small. What does that mean? Personable, just relation. He wants to talk. He wants to converse. But why must all those other things follow him? For you. It's you that don't have sense. <laughs> they need to correct your senses first so that you will know you are talking to Elohim. And not just your brother. No brethren. God wanted to do the same thing with the people of Israel. They came to Mount. The Mount, the mount was quaking. The mouth was saying, What? If, you, if they journeyed through all the quick and just endured, they would have met a what? A still small voice. When you are coming to God, you will meet the lion first. But when you have been humbled by the lion, you will now meet the lamb. That's his true nature. So for you to be able to talk to a, the lamb, you must be harmless. And don't worry, if you're not harmless, lion will deal with you. <laughs> lion go hammer you. Will judge you. Eat you up into pieces. Chew the cord, bring it out, then remake you. Then you too, you will now be humble. You will now be a lamb. You now know how to comport yourself. In the <laughs> when the love comes, <laughs> you have partners. So, are you seeing culture? The, the journey of Christ to God is a journey of correction, rebuke, culture. That's why the word of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. It's all those things. It's culturing so that you will be able to relate with a lie and not be harmful to him. Love what he loves and hate what he hates. Then you will do no harm. And that's how we'll be talking with ch- chatting with you like a little child, like friends. Praise the name of the Lord. I have about 20 minutes left. Let's do that journey. First Timothy chapter 6. Oh yes. Now fight the good fight of faith. That's a fight. That's the fight. That's the process of rebuke correction. Because faith comments by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you are wrestling with your, between yourself 
and the world. And so it's lion versus lion because many of us are also lions in our stubbornness. But it's a lion that prevails. Always at the end it will prevail. May he conquer your lionesses in the name of Jesus. Those who are aggressive stands in the spirit that is contrary to his position. May it melt in the name of Jesus. That's the fight. The good is a good fight. There's only one fight they call good fight. This is it. If you go and punch someone with your hand, it's not a good fight. This is the only good fight. The good fight, you will wrestle with the word until the word overcomes you. Lay hold. That lay hold on eternal life there is actually everlasting life. Is it, that's the, everlasting life is the portion of eternal life that you can lay hold on. Lay hold means coming to an inheritance of it. Until you lay hold on eternal, on eternal life. Well, until thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things and before Christ Jesus who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession that thou keep that thou keep this commandment. What commandment? The good fight. Of what? Of faith. Of hearing. Fight the good fight of hearing. Hearing of the word of God. That is the fight. Keep that commandment without spots. That's how they build the volume of the books in you. That's how they build the body. They prepare the body. Oh, glory to God. Without sports. It's not the same statement that we read that John will say, whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ. So transgression is sports. Going out of the way is sports. Without spot, unrebukable until the appearing. Oh, glory to God. Until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is not rapture. Excuse me, in the fight, what have you been hearing? What have you been hearing? Christ, Jesus. Not so? Now, when you've heard all of Jesus, what has happened? He has formed, meaning he has appeared. I don't know if I'm communicating. Do you get me? Let me just read this. Let's say, is this water, right? When you drink a sip of the water, you wrestle with it, you have, a, you have Christ. When you finish all this water, the person has appeared. Because you have all of him inside you. That is the appearing. So you will fight this good fight of faith until he, he appears. Meaning until he is formed fully inside you. That's the, that was the travail of Paul. My little children whom I travail in Pentecost is a labor of preaching. Paul was a laboring to preach. And their own labor, your own labor is to hear. To f- and hear and fight with it to do it. A day will come, precept upon precept will turn to multitude. Do you get me? 
Sometimes when people count, some people will say that the amount of rain that falls in a year is one large number. I'll say, ah, ah, how is it possible? Sometimes when it rains, you don't want to see it. It will just be on the floor like that. How does that little thing turn to this mass? It's almost like a sea, an ocean of water falls as rain. It's because it was preset upon preset. You receive a rain today. You house it. You keep it. You use it. You receive the next rain. After the year ends, what would you become? You become an ocean. That is the appearing. And what the, another word we call that? Everlasting life. Life that has turned to everlasting life. How did I know? John chapter 4. That's it. John chapter 4. Oh, Shamalakati. Yes. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Verse 13. Jesus answered and said unto her. Jesus answered and said unto her. Whosoever drinketh of this water shall test again. That was the Samaritan woman. That was the Samaritan woman. Whosoever drinketh of this water shall test again. Verse 14. Whosoever drinketh of the water. Eh? The water that I shall give him. Shall never test. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a what? A well of water springing up unto everlasting life. I don't know if that was clear. So precept upon precept, line upon line, the Christ you are hearing, you will hear it to a place it will turn to everlasting. It will, it will first turn to lasting life, then it will now become everlasting life. It will spring up. So when it hits everlasting life, you have finished the water. What did I say? When it hits everlasting life, what has happened? You have finished. That's why they call everlasting life sealing. The seal of the Father's name. Or the sealing of the seal of the living God. Seal means cap. So this bottle is full now. You have all the water. It's time to cap it up. That's everlasting life. Praise the name of the Lord. But there's one more beyond this. Let's go back to 1 Timothy chapter 6. This one is a reward. 1 Timothy chapter 6. So... How does a man come into everlasting life, my people? You will fight. What did I say? What are you fighting with? Your ears. You will fight to hear. To hear righteousness. To hear doctrine. You will fight. And this fight, I cannot fight this fight for you. My own, my own labor. Me, I own my own fight too. Me, I have to also fight my own fight. And in addition to that, they now gave me, they now gave us responsibility. <laughs> so now, labor also on your behalf. <laughs> so that you too can now take from my labor and labor. But you must also labor to understand. And in that labor, you will come to a bed. What is the bed? Everlasting life. 
Another one, fullness. First Timothy chapter 6. So that's verse 14. Say thou that thou keep this commandment without spot. Unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Which in his times, this one is reward. This is reward. When he has appeared, when you have a blessing. In his own time. So when, when they say somebody, something is in somebody's own time, you have no control. It's in as passive power. He's the one who would determine. He says, my, my reward is with me. It's my own choice. This is now touching sovereignty. To give any, every man according as his work. What's the work? Life, everlasting life. Fight. You know, fight is work. To so fight is work. So that's the work. So. In which in his times he is the one nobody can give you eternal life like that. What will have to happen is that God will have to show eternal life, and the person will have to now can minister it to you. Eternal life is the pure sovereign operation of God. He controls it, and that's why you must worship him. You must obey him. Just imagine, for example, let's, let's say, for example, I want the whole admin team. Just for example, I want the whole admin. Nobody can get job without me. And I'm the one who determines who I give it to. I don't look at qualification, whether I went to school or anything. But maybe I look at, I will have my own priority of what I look at. What would everybody be scrambling to do? Hey, to be, how do I please Pastor James? Be your friend. Let's be close. No, we have to be closer. Ah, no, I know what they like. That was Miriam Matal. I know what they like. I know what they like. He gets me. That's how we should be for God. Which in his times, eternal is the one who has that. Is a son. Which in his times he shall show who is the blessed. And then what? And only. Only nobody else has it. He's the only one who can dispense it if he wants to. But his heart is to give it to man. Because this is the promise that he has promised us. Over life eternal. He has promised it. But it is his choice. You can't force God. And people say, ah no, I'm born again, I have eternal life. It's okay. I won't fight you. But if you want to learn, I'll open Bible for you and show you. Yes, you have life in your spirit, but eternal life is lived when your heart, your mind, your soul has come into the dominion of it. And it has to be taught. How do I know? John chapter 17 verse 3. This is life eternal. To know the only true God and him who he has sent, Jesus Christ. So if you don't know God, if you are not passed through school of God, you don't have eternal life. Full stop. And that one is in his times. He's the one who owns the dispensation of it. Which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the king of kings and lord of lords, who only, everything about eternal life is only, is, is, is a, and his own world, who only had immortality 
dwelling all the while. You know what you've been learning since? Light. But there's somebody inside the light who only, only has immortality dwelling in the light, which no man can approach it to, nor has any no man seen, nor can see. To whom be honor and power everlasting. So when it means no man has seen nor can see, do you know who can see? A Christ. <laughs> not a man. For flesh and blood, <laughs> not inherit the kingdom of God. You must be a Christ to enter. Praise the name of the Lord. Now finally, finally, the meeting on Thursday, just talking that it was a blessed time, amen. I believe we've listened to it, a special dialogue meeting. Some of us on our father ministry that we that we connect with, uh, some of we listened, they were talking about these things being born again. What's the next step? What Christ is, Pastor Tosin Gabriel? Well, what Christ is, everlasting life, then the concept of eternal life as everyone. Praise God. And there's one scripture I've never seen before that Tosin has told him to Jeremiah chapter 10. Jeremiah chapter 10. You now know that all these things we are discussing is in God, is in the Father. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 10. Praise God. Jeremiah chapter 10. We are almost done. We are done. Glory to God. I'll start from verse 7. I'll start from verse 6. For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. Who will not fear thee, O King of nations? For to thee doth it appertain. For as much as among all the wise men of the nations, and in all their kingdoms, there is none like unto thee. But they are altogether brutish and foolish, and the stock is a doctrine of vanities. Silver spread into plates is brought from Tarshish, and gold from offer. He just finished everything. Else. All the fancies we celebrate on it. The work of the workman, the hands of the founder, blue and purple is their code. They are all the work of God, cunning men. But, they want to now define who the Lord is. He's separate. But the Lord is the true God. That is eternal life. He is the living God, everlasting life, and an everlasting king. That's the projection of everlasting life. Then he says, At his his wrath the earth shall tremble, and the nation shall not be able to abide his indignation. That scripture brought out, I've never seen them define him like that. These things that we talk about, we say we go from life to everlasting life. To eternal life in you, Jesus, is in the Lord. You know, Jesus has all of it. He has all of it. Jesus is the true God. The Bible also calls it everlasting Father. Then the last one, Prince of Peace. Amen. And finally, Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. I want to make the vision plain of our journey here. When you want to think about this ministry, 
Think about this journey. This is what we do here. Colossians 2, verse 2. Amen. Write the vision and make it plain. Amen. This is the journey of doctrine. Amen. It says that their hearts may be comforted. Are we together in the house, please? Being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, that is the true God, and of the Father, the living God, and of Christ, the King. Now, all three of them are what? Are mysteries. What does mystery mean? You don't know it. So, what, how do you decode a mystery? By revelation. Mystery means it's mysterious. You did not know it before. But now, understanding came. That what was once dark. They call it dark sense. What was that was once darkened. Was mysterious. Has become what? Light to you. Has become what? Understood by you. Praise God. So this journey, as was very said, this journey is from understanding to what? To understanding. So you go from understanding in the realm of the mystery of Christ, which is the epistles. Paul broke it out. Ephesians chapter 3, Paul declared that what was given unto him was the revelation of the mystery of Christ. He called it the unsearchable riches of Christ. Amen? So you, you come from decoding the mysteries of Christ, the knowledge of Christ, the understanding in Christ. You will journey to understanding everlasting life. And finally, in by sovereignty, and they call it Jude, called it finding the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. If you find out, why do they call it mercy? That one is mercy. Why do they call it mercy? Because it's by sovereignty. He will show you if he decides to, if you have pleased him, he will show, he will show you that one. And when he shows you it, how does he show it? It's still the same thing. By teaching, by understanding. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord, somebody. So, you have enrolled in lifelong learning. You will learn Christ. You will learn everlasting life. And by mercy, you will learn eternal life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God will show us mercy. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you this afternoon. We exalt your holy name. We thank you because I know many things have been spoken. Father, I'm begging you, I'm asking you that in whatever way we can apprehend these things, Father, bless us. I beg you in the name of Jesus. I pray for each and every one under the sound of my voice that you will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. They will know you more than before. If there are still gaps, you will begin to close the gaps in time. Father, we beg you, we ask you for mercy upon this house in the name of Jesus. Teach us, help us, take us from life to everlasting life, to eternal life in you, Father. Open the doors of mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are praying. And one more thing, I, I wanted to just close up with. You know how I said, Lo, as he has, has written of me in the volume of the books, to do thy will, O God. 
Now, the key to eternal life is that will. But nobody can do will without body. So it was first, a body thou hast prepared for me. In fact, that's why they call it good will, acceptable will, and perfect will of God. So he would take, it was out of the extra, the extract of the volume of the books that will inform instructions. And then the final instruction that will make God give eternal life. Praise the name of God. I hope we are blessed. In Jesus' name. Shalom everyone. God bless you. And keep you in Jesus' name. Thank you everyone for joining. I know some people have to step out. There's something going on. Uh, uh, an event going on. We have to quickly go to. Uh, thank you for joining us this afternoon. We will see you again next week Saturday. Um, uh, uh, next week Saturday is December. In December, we know, the festivities are a glorious time. We have events. Uh, we have our worship night. And many of us are going to Ottawa. So, uh, the worship night is December 24th, Christmas Eve. Here. You see the place? It already looks... It's ready. I think we are ready. We're ready. We don't need to do anything. <laughs> we are ready. <laughs> Praise God. It's Christmas in November 24th. And then uh, many of us are going to Ottawa as well. Uh, uh, we'll communicate that through the group as well. For We call it School of the Spirit. Uh, it's a season of teaching. It's a blessed time. We always, there's nobody who has gone to Ottawa and not come back. I don't know the word. Blessed, joyful, sealed, happy. Many, many things. I have many adjectives to talk about it. Because not only is it the time for the world, it's time for us to also bond. Like, you know, when it's like almost going for a vacation, they get as a, as a company together. Amen. So, uh, praise God. Thank you, everyone. I know some of us have already decided to come. Um, and if you can't make it, that's okay. Uh, praise God. Maybe next year you'll be able to join us by the grace of God. No, sorry. <laughs> you get me. You say you get me. And you understand. Okay. Amen. God bless you. Shalom, everyone. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Amen. Cherubim shine forth. You dwell 